Hey guys, before we get started, do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes that come out. Second thing, the six-week new client surge is around the corner. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get the info on that awesome program. So without further ado, here is a day in my life over the last decade as a gym owner. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. And today's topic is a day in the life of Vince Gabriel. So we're not at the point where we're going to have a camera crew follow you around yet. But that, thank God, is that, is that maybe that's coming. But today we're just going to break it down to really more of kind of how you organize your day. What do you prioritize? Different things that can kind of help everyone out there listening. Kind of, I think this is one struggle that we see a lot of guys have is, is managing their time, managing their day. And I think one of the best ways to teach that is to kind of say, this is, this is what I do and this is, this is what I've gone through. Before we get into that main topic, um, what's one thing that you've been doing or that you do that just give me like one actionable tip that everyone listening can use? Yeah, I mean, I for years struggled and still do today to some degree um, with you know, just managing time and have found like a lot of different resources and tools that I've used. And in the last, like I'd say two years, I've finally found something I've been pretty consistent with. And um, I, I use a combo of the getting things done system and a thing called Evernote. But there's one thing that I'll do in the morning is I'll, I'll take a, a, just a yellow legal pad and I'll write the four letters at the top of the page and I'll, I'll write WCMA. What does that stand for? And that stands for what's capturing my attention. And this is something I'm, I'm, I can't say it's, it's every day, um, but it's pretty damn close. It's pretty damn close to every day I have a routine of doing this. And what I'll do is I'll just, and for, I'll usually set a timer for like 10 minutes and I will just empty everything going on in my head. And sometimes it's, it's not a to-do list. I'm not writing the things I have to do. I'm just writing the thoughts that are in my head. And a lot of times those thoughts are projects I have, things coming up, you know, um, things I'm frustrated about, things I'm happy about. And I'll just like kind of do this dump um, of, of stuff onto the page. And then what I usually do is like if there's things I need to do from one of the things I wrote down, I'll kind of filter that into my system that I use. But I mean, I think that that's getting put in the cart before the horse. I think the reality is just empty your brain because I'll never forget this quote till the day I die is, is your brain is not designed to be a storage device. And that's what this thing does. The mind sweep gets the stuff out of your head. So then you're able to do the thinking, you're able to do the learning, you're able to do the teaching and stuff, but you can't do that if your brain's always full. So having this constant, you know, uh, emptying of your brain, it's like, like it's, I don't know what I'm saying. It, it's like, it's like if you just eat food and you never go to the bathroom, it's like, how do you feel? You feel like such garbage, right? You're just stuffed and bloated and you just feel like crap. And then you need to empty it. And you find it best to do it first thing in the morning. Uh, that's what I do, but a lot of times I'll do it at night too. There's sometimes I'll do it at night. Um, sometimes I'll do it twice a day. Um, but you know, it's just the you know, yellow legal pad and just list it out. Bullet. So the mind sweep, give it. Yeah, it's 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 mind sweep is what GTD calls it. Uh, brain dump is is another word for it, but it's just emptying the brain. All right, so let, so let, let's let's 
parlay that and let's let's roll into so that's one thing that you do now and, and I think a lot of people kind of ask you know how, or people struggle with is is organizing their day you know everybody listening to this they own a business they're a strength coach they're a trainer there's a million different things you know now how do you organize your time to set yourself up for success right and I think I want to talk about what you do now but your situation is a little bit different now that you've had the business for over a decade right right so not everybody listening to this is in the same situation that you're in so we'll get into how you do it now, but let's go back in time a little bit. Let's let's go back to 2008, 2009. The business was less than a year old. You're still training eight to 10 hours a day and still trying to manage the business. So, so what, did your day, what did your day look like? I think a, a lot of people listening to this, the reason why they're listening is because they're not, they can't organize it, they're struggling like that. So, well, what it looked like would never be anything I'd want to teach. Okay. <laughs> but just, but just talk about, because I think so, there, there's no, a point, there's yeah. a point where you can't, like, you talk about a lot, it's like, that there's, there's a point in every business where you have to grind a little bit, right? That you have to put in that time. It's not going to be as fun as you think it's going to be, but that work leads to the situation you're in now. So, but, but I, you still need some organization in that. So, how did, how did you, how did you do that? I think it is important to, to talk about what was happening before 2008. Okay. So I opened the business in 2008, right? And like I said, you know, in a previous podcast, when you go from business owner, or, sorry, when you go from personal trainer to business owner, you are walking through a door and the, the, you're walking into, just picture in your mind, when you sign the lease, you walk through this door and you are walking through things that are totally unfamiliar to you, the marketing and the sales and stuff. And I'm repeating this because this is one of the most important things for us to understand is when you did this and you started this, no one taught you all that new stuff. It's stuff you've got to learn. And the reality was before 2008, when I opened my gym, the only thing I knew was show up at 6 a.m. and train these people and then do it again at seven and then do it again at eight and then have lunch and then do it again at one and do it again at two and then go home and watch Mike Boyle DVDs and then wake up at five and then go do it again and do it again and do it again. You don't need a time management system for that. You don't need to be good with prioritizing your time for that. You just show up and do the work. And I think that is the hardest part. The hardest part is it's very easy as a personal trainer to manage your time. You don't have to manage your time at all. You just show up and do the work. But now when you walk through that door and you have to personal train and do all the other stuff that I just told you about that's unfamiliar that you've got to learn, that's when it gets really hard. All right, so let's, let's talk about when it was really hard. When all, when pretty much... I mean, you talk about it, we talk a lot about delegation and having a great team and all that stuff, but you didn't always have one. Yeah. So, what did a day look like for you, and, and how, what were some things that you did to to kind of simplify or not simplify, but make that process easier for you when you had everything was on your plate? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you what, like I was going to do, what I did, and then I'll tell you probably what I wish I did. Okay. So, what I did do is. And you were there with me for a lot of it, but we would train in the mornings. We'd get there like at six and we would train from six to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, we would probably, you know, stop 10 or 11 o'clock. We'd stop and then we'd start back up at three o'clock and then go till like 
sometimes 9.30, we had some sessions that would go to, we had that men's fat class yeah. class that would go to 9.30 at night. I was like literally not leaving the gym till 11 o'clock some nights. It was crazy. But the reality was when you're just starting out, you essentially are a personal trainer from 6 to 10 and then 3.30 to 9.30. And you're a business owner from 11 to 3 and from whenever you get home to when you go to sleep and then on the weekends. And the reality is how productive are you in those mid-hours matters. Now, in the beginning when you're doing all the work, one of the things that I didn't do that I wish I did more of, so what would I do? I, you know, <laughs> the progression was we'd have coffee before we train and then we'd go at 12 o'clock and we'd take job stim. Right, which is like a caffeine 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 and then we'd work out Mm -hmm. and then we'd you know be all hopped up and then we'd train the rest of the day. I'm like, so that's what we did do, right? And it wasn't a good thing. And it equated to burnout on my part and it wasn't the right thing. What should I have done? Probably should have gone home and taken a nap. Right. If I could do it all over again, listen to Coach Boyle when he said his podcast, in that form I'd probably go home and take a nap. I'd probably go home and sleep for thirty minutes because you're literally working two jobs right you're literally working two jobs you're a full-time trainer when you're starting out and you're technically still a full-time business owner so i would probably focus a little bit more on self-care even though you feel like you don't have the time to do self-care you feel like you don't have the time to work out you feel like you don't have the time to get a good night's sleep you feel like you don't have the time to eat well and i think that is when you're just starting out in your business probably the most important thing you need to do Train the sessions well, do a really good job of taking care of your body because you are the asset at that point. If you go down at that point, if you get really sick or you get like, you know, burnt out or tired, you're done. Your business is done. Versus if I got sick now and I got really tired now, my business would still continue to run exactly the way it's running now. So where so where do you fit in? So I mean this podcast is we talk marketing, we talk sales, we talk hiring, we talk team building, culture building. There's a million different topics. Where do you fit all that stuff in? These are all jobs of the business owner, of the entrepreneur. So you're, talk, you're telling me we're going to train whatever it is, six to tw- ten hours a day. And then you're going to have to take care of yourself. So how do you fit the business side in there? How did you do it? So uh, it, it, this is going to sound kind of almost counterintuitive a little bit. But in the reality is the, the, the God's honest truth is I really didn't. <laughs> all right. I, I really didn't. There was not a ton I did outside of training and getting out in the community. So in 2008, when I started, there was no Facebook ads. We didn't run any Facebook ads. Actually, we did some newspaper ads, believe it or not. I remember, yeah. But there was not a lot of marketing other than joint ventures and getting out in the community, which I believe is the type of marketing every small business should be doing, not only, but should be doing, and will never, ever, ever go away. So my business grew because I did two things. We were damn good at what we did. We were damn good. Like we were, we, 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 the energy that we put forth in those years was like we were the talk of the town. Like people were just like floored about this new little gym that opened up in this warehouse and they have tires and they have kettlebells and they have chains and like this is never ever seen before. Like that we were and that word of mouth was our market. Okay. And I do think that that's why some people struggle 
is because they may not be that great. And I'm saying not that great at training. Right. And okay. if you're not that great at what you do, there's not a lot of marketing that's going to make you that successful. So I do believe in the very beginning of the business that you should grow organically. You should grow just from doing a great job with getting your clients, getting really good results, having word of mouth spread, and you being an active member of your community. I think that people can grow in that way, doing no Facebook ads at all at this point. And I do believe that that should get you started. Now, does that take you 10 years? No, you fast forward now to work over a decade into this and we run Facebook ads and we have a great website and so we're doing all kinds of marketing in reality. But I do believe that in the beginning of your business, it should be running. We're totally going off topic. There, no, right. there should be this talk of this new business in town and there's people that opened up and there's passion that just, that, that passion is not going to, the passion of you is not going to probably make you the success 10 years down the road, right? I believe the, the really good marketing is going to make you that. But in the beginning, I think you can get this thing lifted with just sheer hard work and desire. And I'm not talking about hustle, like in thing and grinding and the stuff, stuff like that, but being strategic and smart by taking care of yourself, creating good relationships in your community and doing a damn good job with your business. I think you can get started and create. That's how we started. That's all we did in the beginning. Right. No, I think, I don't think we're off topic because I think that, that when we talked about the main two things we talked about is prioritize and organize yourself, right? But when we talk, when we're on the podcast and you're putting out your blogs, you're talking about all these different things. And I think a young general owner hears all that and says, I have to do all of this right now. And if I'm not, I'm not going to be successful. But there's no way in hell that you can be a great marketer, a great salesperson, and a great leader, and a great trainer, and take care of you. Like, it's just not realistic. So when we're talking about prioritize, Sam, again, three big things that you need to do. Build relationships, train your ass off and be really, really good, and take care of yourself. If you do those things well, everything else take care of yourself. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. So that's what your day looked like. Those, those were your priorities. Yeah, and, and again, the self-care one was something I probably didn't do as well. I, I wish I did more of it back then because what I was doing is just ingesting more and more caffeine so I could keep doing the other stuff. And in reality, that came up to bite me five years later. Okay, so let's, let's, let's fast forward to that. Let's yeah. fast forward five years. So now it's five years later. So we're talking, you know, 2012, 2013. Um, Business is a little bit different. Now your day looks very different. So now you're still training some sessions. What were you training? Maybe at that point, 10 to 20 hours? Yeah, that was back in my Charlie Weingroff days when I was doing a lot of the ACL. So it's like I was pretty much removed of the main general clients that we were training and doing lots of like one-on-one -on -one getting like referrals from doctors. It was almost like more of a hobby um, than anything. So you were still... It was a pretty profitable still, hobby, but... It was. And, 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 so you were still spending time on the floor, let's say 10 to 20 hours a week on the floor. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a ton, but I, I was at the point where I could pick and choose who I wanted to work with, which I do think is, you know, where a lot of gym owners want to get to, right? They want to take the clients that they want to take. They want to train the hours that they want to train. And that is, uh, you know, only, it only happens when you build a good team around you. All right. So obviously at that point, your those two words, your priorities shift a little bit. And now maybe you're taking on some of those other things, the marketing, the sales. Yeah. So you need better organization. So what, what did a day look like? How did you organize your day? And what did you prioritize at yeah. that point? And, and this, is, this is probably when I ran into my biggest time management struggle 
is when I actually did have time. And these were, this was the start of my quest, right, to get better at managing my time. Because, like I said before, even in the early years of owning the business, it was still a lot of show up and train, right? But now, all of a sudden, all right, I was training 10 hours a week. And I had a 60-hour work week. And back then, I didn't really have many kids. Um, I think I had, like, a really young, Adele was, like, really young at that time. But um, I had plenty of time, right? And that was one of the biggest, most painful times in my business career. was sitting there and feeling useless. And it was hard. Like, I would sit there, and I'd watch you guys train. And I'd be like, not knowing what to do with myself because we were doing well and we were successful. And I just felt like, like it was a weird feeling to feel useless. So I think part of that discovery period for me was finding what my real role is. Like, what is my real role? And that's when I kind of developed a love. Um, after, I, after I really, um, you know, hired, you know, the team and, you know, there was a point in time where I really focused a lot on leadership, which I still do now. And I think that's still an important thing. I think leadership is a skill you always need to be developing. But it was like, all right, well, what am I, what is my job if I'm not doing any training anymore um, after I've built the team and I'm kind of doing a good job of leading the team? Well, my job is to, you know, grow the business, right? That is the job. And that started my quest as a marketing and a salesperson. Right, so that's when you know I shifted from that. That was probably the shift for me of becoming like a real business owner when I was able to get control over my time and focus on the business side of things and really take myself away from the service delivery of it, the product of, of, of personal training, and really handing that to you guys and then turning myself into. You know, a real business person where I became a much better marketer, where I became better at sales, where I became better at recruiting and hiring and leadership and stuff like that. Now, now when we're talking about priorities, before you did all that, you talk, you've talked a lot about that you had to learn how to organize yourself. So you spent, so was that your main priority? Would you say that would be, a, for someone listening to this that's in that situation right now, they're training less, they have a good business, would you make that a priority? Yeah, like I, making think, sure that I think that the, the main priority is, in, in order to know what you should be doing with your time is, is figuring out what, are, what is your biggest value, what is your biggest asset to the business, right? Is your biggest asset to the business to be on the floor 40 hours a week? Most likely no. And this is where you could start like measuring what is the value of the activity, right? What is the value of activity of being able to find a new great trainer. Now, did, now let me ask you this. Did you, did you struggle with that? A lot of guys we have struggled with that where it's like, you're not going to find someone as good as me or like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is the one thing that I'm, the reason why you got into this business is you found something you were really you were really good at. Right. And now you reach a point where it's like, I'm not going to do that thing anymore. So was that hard for you? Totally. And it's like, it's like, it was like, it's the equivalent of like changing careers. That's almost how I look at it is like, it was a career change. It's, it's weird to think about it. And like, when I say this out loud, it's like, wow, that, that's exactly what it was. It was a career change. It's like I was a career personal trainer. And then I shifted to a new career as a gym owner that has a totally different new set of skills that I needed to learn. And to answer your question, yeah, 100%. It was frustrating. It was really frustrating. 
And to, to one, have to learn these new skills, but two, to feel like I was being productive with the time that I was spending. Because you, you get a lot of chemical release from training people, right? You get a lot of satisfaction. You show up, you know what to do, you have the program there, you have immediate feedback from the client saying thank you to you at the end of the session, and that is over and you can look back and say, I did this hour, I was paid for that hour, and now I can go on to the next hour. And there is so much certainty in that. There's so and, and, and versus you being on the business management owner side, you're working on things that you may not see a result in for three months down the road. And that's a really, really hard thing to do and a really, really hard thing to realize. But I think that's one of the things that comes with the territory as a business owner. You have to be able to, um, where I think the Stephen Covey calls work in quadrant two, which is you're working on things that are not urgent but important. Gotcha. And that's really the, the, the category of success is when you can work on things where you're not like doing the urgent things and you're putting out fires but you know that, hey, well, what I'm working on now will be a benefit to me and my business two months from now. That's when you're really going to be in a successful place. So let's narrow the scope a little bit at that time. Let's say it's a Tuesday and you have three sessions in the afternoon. So the whole day you have a, right, the whole day you're looking at your schedule and you have a 3.30 to 4.30 to 5.30. And that's it. Like, what the hell did you do with yourself? Were you were you working in the gym? Were you working at home? Were you like, just give me an idea of like how you're doing Because I know you struggled with that as well. Like, yeah. where should I work? But if you weren't in the gym, you're not showing face. So, like, so at was, that point, at that point, and I want to make sure that people aren't confusing with what I do now, but at that point when I'm still very, very active in the gym, I, I was there a lot of the time. And, and what were you, what I were you was, doing? So I was what, what, what we've called pour what we call learn from Ari about pouring water, I was spotting what I was, I would, I would be walking the floor. What, is, what does the good general manager at a restaurant do? Where they walk around to the tables and they say, shake hands and they go you know, talk to the people and like, hey, how are the kids and stuff like that? I did a ton of that because I wanted to be inside the critical event and I wanted to make sure that I kept the relationships with the clients. That was an important thing to me at that time that I didn't want to feel like I was just totally disconnected. And that was my, I scheduled that. I scheduled time on the calendar to walk the floor. And when I wasn't training to go and witness the critical event. And that allowed me to help train, continue to train the trainers. That allowed me to, excuse me, that allowed me to continue to see, um, to create relationships with the team that allowed them to look at the product and make sure that was good. And I think that that is a very, very important thing for gym owners that are slowly removing themselves from the training process to be able to stay connected to the business, to schedule time where they are looking at the critical event from a multiple perspectives. Um, I think that, that was, so that was part of what I did. Um, I think that, you know, spending time on consultation, trying to sit down with new clients, that was a big part of my time. Um, where that was a scheduled time. And that was like the one probably scheduled thing I did have. So I liked that, but I knew I was doing something really valuable to the business, is sitting down with new clients and getting them started. And then the marketing things like sitting down and writing, writing copy, writing emails, um, writing copy that we would use, you know, in our marketing and things like that. Um, going out and having lunch meetings with different people in the communities, 
you know, all, all, all stuff like that. So it was like, you know, it was never really exactly the same, but it was always along those lines of, am I leading the business by witnessing the critical event? Am I spending time with team, the team members, you know, obviously in meetings and things like that with you guys? And then am I, you know, building the business through getting out in the community, writing marketing copy, things like that. Gotcha. So your priority was still the product. It was just the product from a different standpoint. Because right. I think that's what I wasn't delivering the product. I was trying to make the product better through watching it and seeing what I can do to make it better. Awesome. All right. So then let's let's fast forward now another five years. Now we're sitting here today. <laughs> what is it? What does your day look like? Uh, uh, what is a normal day now? So now just kind of explain what your situation is now. So do you, how many how many sessions do you train a week now? Get up. Well, you have one. I have one. Yeah. One hour. So you train yeah, one hour. Yeah. So my one session. With my good friend Kathy Balsamo, is we she comes to the gym, we walk Dunkin' Donuts, get a coffee, and come back. That's my one session. All right, so that's your one session. I've done that. I've done that for almost four years now with Kathy. Every Monday at two thirty, she comes to the gym. She makes her grand old entrance, and uh, if you guys have never heard me talk about Kathy Balsamo, she's we should we got to get her on the podcast. That'd be great, absolutely. Uh, but she's like our all star client. She like is like if there's a gym, if, 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 if the best way to explain Kathy is. She is the what Jared is the subway. That may not be the best I example, know, to but it's still the best one. It's still the. I know it's not a good one, but it's still people. People get it. I got you. But you know, Kathy is our our. She was our poster, poster gal for without the legal troubles. Without all the legal without troubles. troubles yeah. Right. So. So that's your one session. Okay. So that's yeah. one hour out of your week. Right. <laughs> so let's say you, let's say you got a fifty hour work week. What are we doing with the other forty nine? Yeah, and, and I still do sit in the leadership team meeting. So we do that. That's ninety minutes. Um, for us, and then another 30 minutes of the sales. And then I usually I sit down with you for one hour a week and go. So it's like, you know, five hours a week or something like that that I'm committing to the gym. I don't know what the hell I would do if I didn't do stuff like this. Right. Um, but the reality is, you know, I'm, you know, and again, that's, that's you know, time I spend at on GFP in terms of, you know, in working on the business and meetings, make, trying to make it better. There are there is times where I sit down and I think, right? And I think about like what we need to do, and I think about the problems that we have, and I think about the things that we need to do, you know, to make it better. I think about new ideas and new marketing things that we can do. Um, but it's not a lot of time. And to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I I don't know what I'd be doing with my time if I wasn't running a whole. I mean, and again, Fitness Business University has turned into you know, a large business. Like it is now we have over 50 mastermind members now. It's like crazy what things this thing has turned into. You know, we've written three books, we've got a podcast, we're speaking all over. It's a lot. We've we've you know full-time employees just for this business. So it's becoming a whole nother so it's like I if if it's almost like I'm doing that with what I just explained in phase one right. of 2008 for GFP. It's like I'm, I'm kind of doing that. And I wouldn't be able to be doing that if I still was working, you know, 50 hours with the GFP. I, I, I want to say a word. I want, the word easy it comes up, right? So was it, sometimes we say that we think like that time when you were struggling 10 years ago, it's like, I want to keep working to get to the point where my life's a little bit easier. But I hear you say a lot, you look back and you go, it was so much easier in 2008 when I did, all I had to do was train. So like, do you, do you find that, that, do you ever look back and be like, man, it was just like, it, it, it was easier, but the reality is it's, if I, if I continue to do that now, today, if I'm still doing it, and the, and, the, and the hard thing is when I talk to gym owners, they're all like, 
when I talk to gym owners that are still, they started this, their business the same time as me, and they're still doing 50 sessions a week, and they don't see their kids. And that's, that's, that's hard for me to hear. But I was at my son's t-ball game at 3 o'clock the other day. And it's only because I was able to make the transition. So, yeah, you can still do it. And, yeah, it is easy, right? It is easy. And it's a little bit, you have to, don't have to manage as many people. And maybe it is a little bit more profitable. But the reality is you don't, you don't really have much of a life as a gym owner. And you have the stress, too. So, yeah, it is easier. But if you know, most of the people that follow me are, are building families and want to have kids and want to be, be able to be, you know, go see their kids play t-ball at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you're training 60 hours a week, you ain't doing that. So your, prior, your priorities have to shift it in that sense. Where Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, that is, I mean, we may, we may have went off a little, a little off track, but I, my goal with this was to kind of to give everyone an example of, of how you, like, like we said, prioritize and organize. Like where should your focus be when you're at these different points in the business? So I think you gave a, a, a pretty good synopsis of kind of each stage there, Vince. So... Anything else to close out on? Well, I just want to tell people to please subscribe to the podcast. Okay. Because when they subscribe to the podcast, what that means is they'll get notified when we have a new episode come out. All right. No, that's great. I think the other thing is is if you guys have questions, very specific questions you want to answer, or anybody listening has a topic idea that we haven't covered. Where should they send it? You can send it to, you know what? You can send it to me. Tom at the Oh, wow. Stepping up. You're giving your email out, huh? Tom at DiegoFitness.com. I'd love to hear feedback. I mean, I'm, we're, we're big on constructive criticism. We, we, we put it out to the mastermind members this and week. And they told us that we should stop every ounce of witty banter in right. the beginning. That's, we're that's what they said. They said, do not talk about each other. No more inside jokes. No more talking about Rocky Four. That's what they said. So we're just, we're big. I think we might just have to do like a separate Rocky podcast. But, but feedback is critical. Feedback is, you know. Well, while we're on the topic of Stallone, oh, so I turned 40 the other day. Yeah. And it was, um, it was raining. And I came home, and my kids were all hanging around. And I was like, I want to watch a movie with my kids while it's raining out. And that's all I wanted to do is lay down with them and watch a movie. And uh, we put on the movie Over the Top. Great movie. By Stallone. It was amazing and now all my Bella wants to do is arm wrestle me all the time it's so great but it's like I remember that movie thinking it was like when I thought about it it's like, oh, it's like a cheesy bad 80s movie it was a really good movie it was really and I tell you Tom I was like a little bit teared up a little bit teared up a little bit teared up from over the top dude this I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and revisit it I don't, I, it was if you haven't seen it Watch it over the top with Sylvester Stallone. We quote it all the time. About Anytime I put my hat on backwards, <laughs> I just think about yeah. like the truck. I'm like, yeah. flipping a switch. Yeah. I'm like, I, quote that, I quote that movie quite a bit. I don't think I've watched it the whole thing uh, in it's, years. It was great. It's a great movie. Great. All right, see, now we're, we're, we're closing out with, with We're with closing the out with the banter. But you know, if, hey, if someone's still listening, they're super fans. Right. Of ours, Tom. And, I, and we appreciate you listening. Um, <laughs> drop us an email. Click that subscribe button. And... Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget the new client surge program is around the corner. We're starting in just a few weeks. Uh, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. You can get all the info there and actually watch a cool video that some of the people that did the surge in the last run did. And you'll hear about their awesome success that they had in the program that helped them get a bunch of new clients and make some money. Uh, so click the link in the show notes to learn more about the six-week new client surge. Have a great week. Bye.